Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. I'm joined in the studio by my ever-present co-host, John Miller. And John, I'm going to let you introduce our guest in the studio today. Yes, I will do. First and foremost, how are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm very well, I'm very well. Good, I'm good, all good. good. You say ever-present, I am on a bit of a run now. Yeah, you are, you, you haven't missed. <laughs> yeah, I haven't missed one in a while, so. You've got yeah. to be on a run of at least 10 shows. Yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll, we'll fact-check that, we'll fact-check yeah. that and get back to the listeners. Yeah, so yeah, as you said, we've got a special guest all the way from the US of A, uh, long, long-time friend of mine, um, uh, nicknamed John <laughs> Ardino. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, John, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, how are you guys doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, doing well, doing well. Looking forward to ep number 22. Yes, yeah, um, same, feeling 22. Um, so I, I want a little bit of background then on, on, on how you two know each other. Um, when did you, what, what age? John, actually, all right, so we're going to have to go with John, John 1 John 2 for, for the listeners. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. Uh, so John 2, when was the first time that you met this guy? So I moved to Battersea in 2000. And we basically met playing football. And to tell the truth, we didn't really like each other at the time. And <laughs> when I was younger, I was, you know, a spoiled little brat, um, only child. And Jonathan was, quote unquote, a roadman. Oh, God, I wouldn't agree that. <laughs> was, was, the past tense. And I think, I think he's mentioned that on the, on the podcast before. So, um, yeah, we didn't like each other that much. And then... Um, we actually spoke to each other outside of football and we found out that we're all right. Yeah. I mean, I did mention to you before, Dan, I spoke, I spoke about John, I said that uh, I should see this kind of large round kid and be like, ah, oh, he's got a game goal. So I used to, always used to be put him in goal and, and you know, uh, take pot shots. Cause I thought, well, you weren't well, very good at football. You're actually a good goalkeeper. Yeah, five aside or in the pen. Yeah. Yeah, 11 aside, not so much. Yeah. Those days, I must say, I was probably better than you. 100%. But it, it took you probably about a year to go <laughs> to surpass me yeah. uh, in terms of uh, footballing ability. So I, I have to admit that you are better than me now. Yeah, John, um, John did big you up a lot. Actually, he said you were, nice. but you, you were a big Ronaldinho fan. Yeah, still. Yeah. yeah, of course. I watched him playing um, India, and I think he had a stint in Mexico. Yeah, for a little Pitario. bit. Yeah, so I love I love the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he was a, he's an absolute icon. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've still got a Barcelona. I remember my parents went to Barcelona. It must have been like 2000. It must have been about 2005, and that was when they had Ronaldinho, uh, Julie. Yeah. Um, maybe Larson was there that season. I maybe think it was. Yeah, Deco. Deco. That's that team. When they started yeah. to have yeah. that, it was that new revolution of, of sort of post Clivert. Mm. Uh, Barcelona and I've still got that shirt from uh, they, they got me a shirt from there Same and I, just, mine. I just think of it as the Ronaldinho it's just the Ronaldinho era, era. Uh, yeah. for them I mean he because he he'd been around for a while then because he was it was at PSG was yeah, it? PSG yeah, yeah. in 2002 he scored that goal against David Seaman so yeah. Um, but yeah I think that that guy is like one of the, the yeah. modern greats yeah. like, did he, did he make our Mount Rushmore? did he make one did I take him on? surely I think I might have taken him on yeah, he has to be on yeah, there. He has, has to be on to there. Be. He's an epic player. Um, and so, John, number two, the guest, uh, you uh, <laughs> you now live out in the States, is that right? Yes. And so, basically, my wife is from a place called Greensboro in North Carolina, and we met in London at a house party, <laughs> and yeah, 
our love bloomed into this um, wonderful relationship we have. Nice, and good to hear. I moved out to North Carolina. Sweet. How does that compare to? Uh, obviously, you can't can't say anything too <laughs> negative <laughs> either way. But yeah, how how did life in London uh, compare to moving out to yeah North Carolina? It's very slow paced out in North Carolina. Um, when you hear when you hear stuff about um, southern hospitality, is very true. Like I can go down the road. Like when I first got to America, or sorry, Greensboro, I would walk down the road and people would say hello to me. And mm. I, had, I would look back and just double check that they're actually talking to me. Whereas in London, you would go down the road, oh, everyone's yeah. looking down or nah, on the phone yeah, yeah, yeah. and keep nah, it moving. Man. But it's completely different. Um, there's a lot of traveling from place to place. Yeah. Um, we don't have a tube in Greensboro. So, you know, bus runs every half an hour. So yeah. you have to drive out there or catch Uber. So it's completely different to what we have in London. How far is Greensboro? It's not coastal town, is it? Or no, 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 no. Are you way inland? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, depending on which way you go, I think it's maybe four hour drive to, to a beach. Okay. Um, Pretty substantial. Yeah. More, more yeah, yeah, than yeah. London. I'm gonna yeah. grab it on a map. Yeah. I mean, you say about the, um, someone has hospitality. Um, uh, I, I mean, I saw that myself. Like, I went out there to be John's best man at his wedding, and it was my first, first. Uh, that was my first rodeo, uh, first speech, <laughs> first wedding speech, best man speech. Sorry. And um, yeah, I noticed that straight away. Like, I was going into the shops, um, and everyone was just like, "How y'all doing?" How y'all doing? How like you just doing? constantly, you doing? and I was just like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not used to this. I didn't even know how to respond. So yeah, it is. It, it was definitely there. Um, and when I spoke to, um, I got my hair cut out there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, you did. I remember speaking to like the barber and stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, like in New York, it's just not like that. It's similar to London. Oh yeah, everyone's just yeah. got their heads down, doing their own thing, like you know, sort of thing. Whereas like." You know that that summer hospitality, especially like you know places like North Carolina and stuff, is it's real. Like everyone's just chill and you know and yeah. very greeting and, and polite and nice. It was it was good. One thing that did like kind of spaz me out a little bit was can I say that? I'm allowed to say that. Right? Um, <laughs> that not. did kind of uh, <laughs> edit we'll, we'll edit yeah, that. Please edit that. Um, freak, uh, <laughs> freak me out a little bit was like just going into like the malls and stuff and just seeing security guards like bog standard mall cops walking around with guns Poor like, just kind of, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 there's, yeah, a, lady, that, there's yeah, a lady there's a lady in my um, in my apartment complex she works for the department of security and when I see her she checks the mall, she checks her mail and she's just got a gun in her hip and it's crazy <laughs> is it open carry crazy yeah. open carry laws open carry. And, yeah in North Carolina. Um, so UNC in Greensboro, University of North Carolina, what what are their big, as a university, what's their big sports? Basketball. Big basketball. Yeah, yeah. I'm League. actually going to watch um, March UNC Madness and Duke. team, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, the NCAA, NCAA is actually in Greensboro. So... Every year the finals come to Greensboro. Okay. And it's a madness. You can't drive anywhere. Everybody from whoever's competing is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is that yeah. Where the, do they have the Hall of Fame there as well? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. And it's it's insane. It's crazy. And um, so you've got UNC and then you have Duke where yeah. Zion Williams. Yeah, and, Zion and uh, Yeah, he's just gone RJ to the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's not. Has he played yet for the Pelicans this year? Um, I think he played in the summer league, and then he may blew out his knee. Yeah, I um, think he picked up something in the early days. Yeah, there's there's a lot of talk about him because he carries a lot of weight for his frame. Yeah, and it's it's not that he's overweight. It's just he's just pure muscle. Yeah, and they're always comparing him to Shaq. Yeah, yeah. And um, I see it. He, he must be going through growing pains because he's already out injured. Mm. And um, yeah, man, there's a lot of hope for him. Yeah, because I think I think people are seeing him as as the the I I hear a lot of LeBron like comparisons and and that thing where you can be um, that age and you you know you're a man like mm. next to kids that yeah. are just nowhere near the size yeah. of you at that yeah. age just a different physical just yeah, beast yeah. Um, and yeah I mean I think everyone wants to see Zion Zion do well I think. People would have liked to see him play with Anthony Davis yeah. at the Pelicans, but that that didn't quite work out. Um, he obviously went over to to the Lakers, but um, yeah, I, I, I hope he stays fit and, and yeah. has a good sort of entry into the league because um, it's horrible to see injuries ruin career. I mean, we see it all the time in yeah. football. We like injuries can yeah. just you know take away the the best possible careers that you can. Uh, that could be. Yeah, Giuseppe totally. Rossi is someone we talk about <laughs> a lot on this podcast. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, I saw a, a very funny tweet that I don't know if I forwarded it to you or not, actually. I might have saved it for this, but um, it says, uh, I think it's from a Man United fan account um, back in 2014, and it says, Yanazai was exceptional yet again. Messi wasn't this good when he was 18. He has the potential to become the greatest ever. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, dear. Oh, that is funny. Yanazai. Where is he playing wow. now? Uh, I think it's Sociedad. I think it's Sociedad, yeah, yeah, with Martin Odegaard. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, he's, he's had an okay career. It's just, I think he he was at that time where Man United were just looking for any yeah. any kind of... Um, Messiah that they yeah. could they could couldn't uh, Makeda yeah. yeah I was just about to say like yeah. he was meant to be good he had the good two games where he scored against Villa and Sunderland maybe yeah and then he just fell off it's crazy yeah. yeah it was a big goal though I think I, I, I read somewhere that, that Ferguson still kind of um, keeps in touch with him and like rings, oh, okay. rings him every year just to check how he's getting on because he he won Ferguson the title that yeah. year, which yeah. I'm gonna guess was probably about 2004, 2005, something like that. I was in secondary school. I remember mm, that. Nah, much. 2004, no. five was won by Chelsea. Chelsea, and then he won it? it again. Yeah, yeah, won it again. So, six, so it would have been seven. later, six, maybe. Seven, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Secondary school. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 15 years old. Um, but yeah, so there's a few big things um, to talk about today in terms of football. Let's talk about the. The breaking story at the yeah. moment, which breaking is breaking uh, news <laughs> exclusive to yeah. the BTF podcast. Raheem Sterling being uh, kind of excused from the England team. I'm not sure what the language being used around it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's some people saying you know kicked out the England squad for this, uh, dropped from dropped, the England yeah. squad. That's but BBC, BBC Sport he's had uh, yeah. a run in with Joe Gomez of Liverpool. Um, a little spillover from from Sunday's game. Uh, which ended three-one uh, to the league leaders Liverpool, which was uh, was a tough one to watch. Yeah, it was. Um, you're it was. A, so you're a Chelsea fan, yep. and John obviously you're an Arsenal fan, yeah. I'm a Fulham fan. So um, yeah, we're all rooting pretty much against Liverpool. I think that's a gen- general. I yeah, mean, what's, yeah. what's your thoughts, John, as, um, an, Ars- as I, an Arsenal fan? An Arsenal fan. I'm so like dejected. 
that I almost don't care. But I would like to see, I'd like to see Leicester do it again. I think that would be a fantastic yeah. story. Um, Frank Lampard's one of my favourite players, even though yeah. uh, obviously I was an Arsenal supporter, I was an Arsenal supporter, I was seeing through the sort of Fabregas free Lampard days and the little spats that they used to have. But I was always like, Frank Lampard's my guy. So like, yeah. I'd yeah. love to see, I'd love to see them win it. Um, over Liverpool but Liverpool just plays great football like they that. are you cannot they deny are. that yeah. they are just um, who was it that s- summed it up one of the pundits in the street I think it was Mourinho and he said that you know they have just cracked the code mm. they've got those the, the two full backs the symmetrical full backs yeah. the dominating centre back with uh, you know Lovren who's playing out of his skin like, yeah. I thought he was That's arguably crazy, one of their one yeah. of their best players actually yeah. on, uh, on Sunday <laughs> Um, you've got the midfielders that just chase everything down yeah. and then you've got these three magicians up top like it's just the perfectly oiled machine yeah, really is. so um, consistent and for anyone to say that, that it's a team that doesn't you know deserve to, to be taking a shot at that title is, is deluded yeah. because they, they, they yeah <laughs> um, but yeah I just it, it's still tough to, to just watch a team yeah. that good you yeah know? it is tough because um, you see how far away you are I think that's the thing that's hard to stomach you see how far away you are um, yeah. especially as an Arsenal supporter and even just the rest of the the rest of the league like even Liv- even uh, Leicester like Leicester are doing really well but you know at some point during the season when it's over Christmas yeah. fix your congestion or whatever that they might you know pick up a few draws here and maybe even lose a few games but I just can't see Liverpool losing. And I'm really worried as yeah, an Arsenal same. supporter that, they could that the only thing that I can hang on to as an Arsenal supporter is a 49 game I'm being run. And I just feel that <laughs> if that, any team's going to do that, I think Liverpool could do it. I think they can go the season unbeaten. So if, if, if yeah. they... If, how many games were they unbeaten already coming into this season? Do you know? Do you know if they can go? Do you know if they can beat Arsenal's forty-nine games? Let's fact check it. Without yeah, without finishing the season unbeaten. I'm not sure. I think so. And would, in your opinion, let's say that is possible, and they go fifty unbeaten, but then they lose a game in this actual yeah season, can they still call themselves? Because they wouldn't be invincibles, but they would still they would technically. Hold the record. Yeah, they'd if, hold the record, but if that's possible, I don't think they. So they, they yeah, they would, didn't win, didn't lose a game for like a whole season. Yeah. so it's like so they would have needed yeah. to be twelve unbeaten going into this season, um, from from last season. So as of September twenty eighth, I know we're in November, but yeah, they were fifteen unbeaten. Okay, so, okay, so there was, there was a must have been some yeah, hangover yeah, from they, the season before, but it can't like be enough. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, that's interesting. But yeah, I think to go a season unbeaten. Would uh, and you know to win the league after all these years, I think yeah, it definitely would take a lot of gloss off of yeah. what is pretty much Arsenal's biggest yeah. claim to fame in Premier League history, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that they, Gold Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the only ones, the only ones that have done it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you don't want to be joined, and it it, it is as as an Arsenal fan, that's it's definitely a milestone every year. Yeah, when that last team gets beaten. The, yeah, the, the fans are going crazy. They'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, Burnley!" Just one more year. One more <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so back back to Sterling. He's he's had a, a bit of a run in. Um, is what's happened supposedly? So, so allegedly, Sterling said to Gomez, "Oh, you think you're a big man now?" And then um, tried to grab Gomez by the neck. Right. And has left Gomez with a scratch in the eye. And um, it had to be broken up. 
My cat did that once to yeah. my nan's dog, like scratched the, the cornea of the, of the dog. But how, I mean, how do you scratch someone in the eye? I like, don't know. That's man. a weird, like, you've got to be going for that and, area. And he's of a the small face. guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a small guy, so he must have been reaching. He has short arms as well. Yeah. Yeah, little T Rex arms. Yeah. Um, do you think it's the right decision? I mean, obviously, Sterling arguably is England's best player. Um, England have already qualified, so. Um, does that play into it? The fact there's more Liverpool players in the in the England squad than there are City players. Does that play into it? What's your thoughts, John? One, John one. <laughs> um, I think it's the right thing to do. I think obviously, um, Gareth Southgate's trying to create a positive atmosphere um, within the England camp, and I think anything. I think it's good because, as you say, he is arguably, you know, top three MVP for England and. Um, for him to do that does show that um, you know he's not not going to tolerate it. You don't you know doesn't matter how good you are if you you know you're if you break the rules or whatever, then you're going to get dropped. Um, I was listening to Talk Sport a little bit on the way, um, and they were saying would this happen if they were playing Belgium? That's if they were in the same group as Belgium, mm-hmm. and they were going to play Belgium in their next next game. Would it have been a, something that has kind of swept under the carpet and they tried to kind of just ruffle over or, or, or would they have actually dropped him? So that would be interesting. But like, we'll never know. They are playing Montenegro. So it's a game they could win win, or without, win, win with or without Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just... I'm not sure that... Well, for starters, Gomez is not an England starter. Like, he's a sub... Mm. You know, I'm actually quite surprised that he's even in the squad, to be honest, because he's been injured for a long time. Um, he must be a good member of the actual the group. The squad, yeah. Um, that you know, because there's players that have been left out of this squad that yeah. that have been playing very well all season. So Gomez, there must be some sort of loyalty that Southgate's showing to him. Um, he's obviously part of a of a, a winning team at the moment. You know, a win- he's got that winning mentality yeah. as all the Liverpool players, I'm sure, have got at the moment. So there's probably that, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Like I think if we were playing someone important, or if it was a mm. must-win game, or if it was going into a, you know, if this was two days before the start of a World Cup campaign, what? How how do you yeah. manage? How do you manage that as Gareth Southgate? And I mm. think it certainly probably isn't just to remove him from the squad. Um, but then if there is a physical, if there's a, if there's a physical altercation, then there's an actual physical injury that comes yeah. from it. That's also a lot harder to hide, and yeah. and it, it's probably happened in quite a public public arena by the sounds of it. Yeah, like it was of in the, yeah. The, they say the players' area or something like that. Yeah. But um, so I'm guessing that every player in the team probably plus some sort of documentary crew is probably following them <laughs> around as well. Yeah. Um, an Amazon crew or yeah, yeah, BBC yeah. or something like. I'm sure that there's more people have uh, have have heard about this yeah. already than they would like to. Um, so yeah. I think it makes it, it, it do you know what one thing is I always think these England friendly or it's not friendly even it's a qualifier but these England games once we have qualified often lose a bit of mm. fans lose a bit of interest whereas yeah. if anything this bit of drama for the relatively neutral England fan does add something it makes me certainly want, it'll make me want to watch this yeah. Montenegro yeah. game on Thursday spice, yeah. yeah a little bit of uh, spice added in Um John two, John one uh, was saying that you've got a Filipino background. Yes. Um, 
the one Filipino footballer that I know is uh, Neil Everidge, the goalkeeper for Cardiff. Yeah. Because he played for Fulham. For Fulham, right. Um, are there any other big Filipino footballers that, that I should know about or that, that, that have made it big? So I want to say that he was a Chelsea youth. Was he? It would make yeah. sense. Yeah, West London. Um, and then back in the day, we had two brothers. Um, I think their last name was the Young Husbands. Right. Yeah, yeah, there were two brothers and they were both Filipino, like half Filipino, half English. Yeah. And um, I think the last time I actually looked at them, they were playing for the Filipino national team. Okay. And um, they're the only two that I can remember. Remember. Yeah, yeah. But that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Cardiff, uh, did you see Neil Warnock parted ways with yeah. Cardiff yeah. yesterday? Ooh. Which is quite a surprise because I think he had them. Um, I mean, it's, is it a surprise because it, it's Warnock? Probably not, but um, as far as you know, they were they were playing as a team. They they've been pretty good. I don't know exactly where they are in the championship. I'm just gonna look that up, or if John John can find that out. Fourteenth. Um, they're fourteenth. Okay, so they're yeah, they're not not bottom of the league, um, but yeah, probably not where Warnock probably wanted to be, having been yeah. uh, Premier League last year. Yeah. Um, they did lose at home, uh, which was their first home defeat. This weekend uh, of the whole season, they lost at home to, to Bristol City 1-0. Oh, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, Warnock seems like if a little thing goes wrong, he's one of those that's just, I'm out. Like, yeah. I don't want don't want anything to do with it anymore. Like, Can you see him ever managing maybe at a Premier League level again? Yes, if he brings a team up. So right. uh, no prem team in the Premier League would go. I know will go sack our manager and go get Neil Warnock. But what they <laughs> what will happen is if if he joins another team, Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, uh, if he jo- if he if he joins another team and gets them promoted, then yeah, you know he's yeah. he'll probably get a, a, a year in the prem and go down and then get sacked again or leave. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. It's just he's on that. He's on a. He's, he's got his own Mourinho cycle. He uh, has, he yeah. Does, yeah. But it, it it does. It seems to be a thing that that you know a lot of managers know the game very. They know the the game of you know playing that game of being a football manager mm-hmm. and when to leave, when Ooh. to stand your ground. Ooh. And they know that you know he's been around the block so many times that he knows he'll get another job. Yeah. He knows exactly. that um, yeah. you know Derby or someone will fire their manager after Christmas and, exactly. and he'll get the manager there. And like you say, he'll come up with them or. Someone that goes down this season. Ooh. Who's the bottom teams in the so Premier Norwich. League? Yeah, Norwich or someone. Yeah, yeah. could potentially. Brighton? Are they down yeah, Brighton aren't yeah, doing too well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it is. Um, let's go back then to uh, that Man City Liverpool game, and once again, VAR was centre of attention. Yeah. Um, a thoughts on the early penalty call against Trent that obviously Liverpool went up the other end and scored via Fabinho um, I th- uh, I mean I don't mind I'll open it up and say yeah, I, it, I, I thought it was a, a clear penalty I don't see how that's a natural placement of the arm mm. and at that mm. distance how it's not yeah. a penalty I, and I, I actually don't even think Trent disagreed that it was probably a penalty Ooh, yeah. um, but that you got played to the whistle Course. They still scored a brilliant goal at the other end, um, but yeah, do you call play back? Um, what's your thoughts on it? All right, go on. So let me interject. Um, this is John too. So um, <laughs> it's really weird because it hit Bernardo Silva on the hand yes. first, and then it hit Trent's 
and then they countered. And the rules say that if the ball hits someone's hand on an attack, it should get called back. Ooh. And technically, even though they weren't attacking, it still hit his hand and they scored from that whole situation. So, ah, it okay. shouldn't so, have been a goal. Yeah, yeah. To, I didn't think of it like that, yeah. So what should have been a free kick to Liverpool? Um, for, for the Bernardo handball? Well, it should have gone to VAR and it should have gone back. They should have disallowed the goal, disallowed, but maybe yeah. not necessarily awarded a penalty. Penalty, yeah. yeah. If they're saying it wasn't a penalty, then they should have disallowed the goal because it hit Trent's hand to help them score a goal. Yeah. So it depends on which way, which side of the coin you're looking at. Yeah, because I think initially the 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 club line, at least for Liverpool, straight after the game was it hit Bernardo's hand and then it hit Trent's hand. But then VAR did clarify that actually hitting Bernardo's hand was completely didn't factor into yeah. the decision of of not awarding the penalty at all. Um, so yeah, I I just again. You know, you could go back to last episode. The whole thing is just a mess. It's proper mess. Um, yeah. No one really knows the rules <laughs> of football, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would have happened? It'd be interesting to see what would have happened three years ago in that decision. That would have just blown up so, and said, yeah, handball, yeah. done. My, my thoughts, okay, is if Oliver, if Michael Oliver had given that as a penalty in the moment, on the pitch, blown his whistle, which I can't remember the last time I actually saw a referee just straight up give a penalty Ooh. on the pitch for a, something that he's seen with his eyes. Yeah. Um, if he blows up, gives a penalty, and then VAR checks his decision, is there, you know, how many times out of ten are they going to overturn that? Yeah, not many. Like, but he clearly one, didn't think it was a penalty. One maybe of it, someone yeah. that doesn't like Michael Oliver or something yeah. in the VAR room. He didn't think it was a penalty because it, I've watched it back and he, as soon as it hits his arms, he waves off to say no penalty. Right. So like his decision was no penalty yeah. um, straight away. Like mm. maybe he saw the ricochet and kind of thought in his head, oh, it was a ricochet and, or, or he f- assumed his hand was in a natural position because it happened so quick. But in real time, Michael Oliver didn't actually, he waved it off straight away. He was like, nah, no penalty, play on. And then they went up at the other end and scored. Um, I'm not sure who made the clearance, but that was an awful, awful clearance. (laughs) It was reminiscent of something you see on a Saturday, you know, not even a football match, like a training club. Yeah, it was a little toe poke. Yeah, a little toe poke away, like off balance. Mm. That's what Pep should be going at. What are you doing? There wasn't really any player too close. He could have stayed himself and and really put some distance on on the clearance, but... He's really just toe blowing. Yeah, away. I I thought Gundogan was actually probably the weak link in in the entire game for for City. Actually, um, he didn't seem to play as positively as the other players. Uh, I know that he's sort of filling a gap where uh, Fernandinho's had to drop into into the back five or whatever they're playing back four. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Gundogan looked like the the one player in that City team that. If you were, you know, look, you can't blame a team for losing to to that Liverpool team, but yeah, there was one city city player that I thought uh, didn't have the best game. It would it would be Gundogan. Yeah. yeah, it was an interesting game. It was I mean, City had a lot of chances. It was, mm. it was one of those games. It, it could have. It sounds sounds weird to say because they lost three one, but it, it could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, Aguero, Sterling missed a header which he should have scored. Aguero tapping went under his yeah. foot. You know, Jesus missed. Jesus missed. Well. Yeah, so it's you know Liverpool 
took their chances and, and City didn't. But I think Liverpool definitely deserve to win the game. They, I mean, like you say, those two, those two fullbacks. It's the fullback. The, the, they yeah, are they, incredible. Yeah, they're yeah. as important to Liverpool mm. as the front three. I think you could actually, you could probably lose one. I think losing one of the front three uh, would have less impact than losing one of the yeah, would have for them because they just I mean that Salah goal the second goal was just yeah, exquisite it was yeah. just one two three yeah. Yeah. full back to full back and then on, on to Salah's head yeah. from nothing uh, and they showed the highlights of Trent after the game I mean he is exceptional like, I, yeah. and I can't say yeah. I'm overly keen on the guy um, himself you know I'd I'm not the biggest fan of him, mm. um, but I cannot deny that he is the best right back in the Premier League yeah. now. Like his his yeah. actual, bo- I mean, it would be interesting to see him in a, you know playing a bit further forward. Um, yeah. But his his vision, his ball control, just everything is absolutely like off the charts with that kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. He started off as a centre mid. Did he? Yeah, in the youth, and he scored some really good goals. Um, but I think the coaches were saying we need to get him into the team. Yeah. And the only spots available was right back. Right. They put him there and it worked. Yeah. And he has a little back since. And then on, on the other side as well, Andy Robertson, uh, who has also dropped out of the Scotland team apparently, dropped out of the Scotland squad uh, for this round of internationals. Um, which is quite interesting because I don't know whether that's uh, you know <laughs> half an eye on your your club season. Yeah, there. that's a Sir Alex Ferguson move. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It is a Sir Alex yeah, yeah, Sir yeah. Alex move. Um, and obviously, yeah, Liverpool got this ridiculous schedule, ridiculous yeah. calendar. Scotland have got nothing to play for. I'm pretty sure uh, he is the captain of Scotland, yeah. which which probably might not go down too well. But I mean, I, like I I don't doubt that he's probably got some sort of you know fatigue or, yeah. or mus- muscle injury Jiggle or something, or something yeah. so um, but yeah I mean him on the other side is is equally yeah. you know brilliant um, I remember when those two first started playing at fullbacks for Liverpool and I think they still had uh, who would still have been there was it was Klein still there at the time when those those broke in yeah he's still there now actually and Moreno, Moreno and Moreno. yeah these guys and you were thinking yeah. hang on they've got these Supposedly, you know, world class experienced experienced fullbacks, and Klopp's going with Trent and and Robertson. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's the yeah. sort of vision that I think you're looking at with uh, with Jurgen Klopp. Is yeah. he knows exactly what parts he needs to make that machine that that is going to be this title winning yeah. team probably. Um, Bet them to win it. No, I think so. I I I I'm still supporting Leicester uh, and I still think that Leicester are going to so Leicester's next five games um, quite easy yeah I I see that as I I think they can pick up 15 points in their next five games just based on how they've played their last five games Um, and I think that Leicester's schedule is just so much you know much less intensive than, than Liverpool's is and then they finally meet um, on Boxing Day um, after Liverpool I think would have already played about six or seven games in December at that point Ooh. by the 26th of December uh, and Leicester Leicester will probably be on about 
three or four games for mm. December at that point. So that will be the pivotal game if if Leicester continue this form uh, and obviously if Liverpool keep winning. Chelsea, I think Chelsea are in a really nice position because no one's actually really even touting them as, mm. as, as title contenders. But I think that if they keep up what they're doing, they're going to fly in quite nicely. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I, I think, yeah, you're in a great position. Pulisic has, has yeah. finally found his uh, found his Ooh, playing yeah. boots. Yeah. Um, some of the best ball control I've, I've seen from a certainly from an American player. We had Clint Dempsey obviously at, at Fulham, and um, I can see there's some parallels there between their games. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's your thoughts been on on Pulisic's sort of relatively slow start to his Chelsea life but it's looking good um, looking back from when it, when it was the summer so he never really had a, a proper break and okay. he played in the Gold Cup I think yeah um, and in the final the USA got battered by Mexico at 2 or 3 nil. Um but he played well he, he played well then he came back and he showed what he can do in the Super Cup against Liverpool and and I think he just got a bit fatigued, but since he's come back, he's been crazy good, Ooh. crazy good. I, I never expected him to be this good. Yeah. Like, I have the um, facade that, you know, American players aren't that good. <laughs> um, even though he did go to Dortmund, yeah. he showed glimpses of what he was doing, but at the end of his time there, he couldn't get in front of Sancho. Ooh. Um, but he's performed leaps and bounds for Chelsea. Yeah. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. And Americans are happy because... He gets all the coverage on oh, any I can, network. I can imagine, yeah. He's a golden boy captain. When he was crying against Canada, that's all you would see. That's all you would see. Pulisic mm. in tears. He's breaking down. What's he gonna do at Chelsea? Can he make it to the squad? And he's proved everyone wrong. Mm. Yeah, I think. And do you know what? I think he's had the the right manager to yeah. come to come into the league as a young player. He's yeah. only twenty one. Um, and he's just happened to arrive at a time where Chelsea are just kind of all these young players are flourishing Ooh. at Chelsea, and suddenly you know he's not he's not coming into a you know if he'd come into that Chelsea team ten years ago, and you've got all these big yeah. like long-standing guys, yeah, Maluda, <laughs> yeah. you've got Balak, you've got Makaleli, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kalu, you've got Terry Lampard, you know Drogba, they were all big tough personalities and they didn't I don't think you ever got the chance to no. to ease into your position at Chelsea no back I mean, then. Mo Salah it was inst- yeah it was instant Brainer, Salah. Yeah. yeah it was inst- Lukaku like it was instant um, success or, or success or, or you're you're on the bus at, in January um, whereas yeah he's arrived at a time where you've got Tammy Abraham you've got uh, Fiaco Tamori Ooh. you've got uh, Mason Mount. Mount they're all doing bits like ev- every week week in week out yeah. um, and in terms of I mean who's the, who's the oldest players in your squad at the moment William yeah Williams yeah, Williams the, yeah. one of the oldest um, if Caballero plays he's the Jorginho yeah um, Kante how old is he now 26 27 28 maybe yeah him and his Barkley is what twenty four. Yeah, Barkley's one of He's those one of the most senior players. Yeah. Type, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. eternally a teenager, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> should be a leader by now. But oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's look, it's looking good. Jorginho, I guess, as well, is a bit of a um, mm. a leader in that team. Um, what's your honest opinions then on on where you think Chelsea will finish at the end of this season? Yeah, top four. Top yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty safe. It, it's reminiscent to the season where 
Leicester won the league where you've got four teams not really taking the the ball by the horns and mm. you know uh, Tottenham uh, Man United Arsenal no one wants it yeah. so we might as well take it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I, I see that I said that last week I, I mean obviously that wasn't my prediction at the start of the season I I've, I predicted Tottenham and Arsenal to be it's so Man City Liverpool yeah Tottenham Arsenal or Liverpool Man City Tottenham Arsenal um but I no longer think that. And I think as it is now, I think that'll be the top four. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be a, a, a lot of points um, being dropped by all, all the teams. Ooh. Apart from, It seems like apart from Liverpool at the moment. Yeah. Um, but you've certainly got, you know, you've got the, the, the new boys that have broken into that top bit with Leicester and Sheffield United are up there. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got mm. some brilliant squads across the league. People like Everton, West Ham... Um, they should all be taking points off yeah. of off of the big teams, um, and then you've got, you know, the red side of Manchester seems to be waking up a little bit now. I'm sure we're going to see a resurgence from Arsenal as the season goes on. I'm not sure about that. Um, Spurs are a sleeping sleeping <laughs> giant, giant at, yeah. at yeah. the moment as well. Um, you know, it's, it it really has set I think the Premier League up for potentially one of the the best seasons at this point Um, you know hopefully we don't see just a runaway at the top of the league Um, but in in terms of the actual the depth of the league is insane like I I think I could probably happily tune into any combination of of teams in that league this year maybe thinking like maybe a Brighton Aston Villa or something I'm not I'm not going to be like taking some other you know like cancelling plans to go and watch that but you can bet that it's still going to be a good quality of football um, and there'll be a lot to play for there because at both ends of the table every game now I think is a is a must win Um, so yeah I think certainly for the Premier League and Pep said that in his uh, post-match interview on Sky I think he was sort of looking for things to talk about other than other than VAR but you know what a great advert Ooh. Yeah. the the pace of the game is in the Ooh. premier league you know it's just man city were just not not knocking on that door how much time wasting did we see even from liverpool in that Ooh. game barely anything yeah. and that again is a, a credit to the premier league that it's just at its best it is just pure football yeah. um and I, and this is where var i think is is a a bit of a parasite or a bit yeah. of an invasive kind of um you know, threat to the the Premier League is that it does take away from um, this pure free flowing attacking football when you when you're having to stop every every twenty minutes for you know three or four yeah. minutes to check something. But that's the problem, isn't it? So, you know, the whole point of this VAR is to see if there's a clear and obvious foul Ooh. or implication, and. If it's taking you three or four minutes, it's not clear, is it? No. No. So, yeah, yeah. you know, if they can't get it after, like, three checks uh, from every angle, that shouldn't take more than... It should be um, inconclusive and we move on. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I agree. They should add something like that in. Yeah. You've yeah. got a minute. Yeah, A yeah. minute to check it. Yeah. If they, if they haven't, if that time, if that alarm sirens, mm. sirens, sirens, sorry, then they're like, oh, sorry, inconclusive, move on. Yeah. yeah. What, what did they do in rugby? Uh, yeah, rug- rugby's similar. Like they have, uh, they they'll check it, and if there's not enough, you know, if they say oh, I'm seeing no evidence to overturn the decision, mm-hmm. uh, then they'll they'll leave it as it is, as it was called on field. 
Um, you've got obviously the option of having things like challenges, like Ooh. they have in tennis. most, yeah, tennis and a lot of American sports. Um, you know, where coach or the manager might get two challenges Ooh. a game, which is a v, you know a VAR challenge on something. Um, and you know, if they if a goal goes in and they feel like actually something was wrong on that play, they can challenge it, and then if they get that wrong, they I don't know, they lose something or. Mm-hmm. But it, it does kind of it, it it greatly alters the DNA of of the game, the game yeah. to to start bringing in things like you know almost like a timeout system, um, and then that's that's probably the other option is that you start playing real time or if it's you know if something's going to VAR you stop the clock Ooh. and you have a stopped clock on any VAR check because I don't think VAR is really being properly accounted for in in stoppage time Um, and I don't know what the rules I don't actually know the rules for that so I don't want to I I might be completely wrong on on the ruling around that but you're certainly finding that we're getting less football um, for our money uh, and and these terrible decisions Um, so yeah there's 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 a lot to be uh, to be altered and and changed with with VAR definitely uh, so John Arsenal seem like they the board sort of put their trust in Unai Emery Ooh. for now for now for now I think it's one of those things they need to they might just wait and see if he can turn it around um, I don't think he will be able to um, I don't know if you saw I watched a little bit of Arsenal Fan TV this morning I don't know it was in the paper yesterday but I missed it I didn't actually read any, any is this the thing about Obama yet? yeah so, inviting troops to the well he actually didn't tro- troops actually come out and said he didn't actually get invited by Obama he was invited by um, someone else um, but Shaka imagine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah apparently David Ornstein has basically told Obama not to talk to um, yeah Troops and troop and Abamian said basically no. I basically he put out a sign on Twitter. I saw it yesterday or this morning saying basically I can talk to whoever I want. Shit. So mm. yeah, the ship is is completely rudderless at the moment, captainless, pirateless. It's just a sinking ship, and um, I think they need to really, really consider their options um, before Christmas. Wenger's um, looking for a job. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> well, his stats are better than um, yeah. in, in his worst period, which was the last period that he was there. His stats are better than better than Umar, Umar Emery's, and that's because he was. The thing with Wenger is he was playing his best team no matter what. Like he weren't tinkering and this that and the other. Whatever he thought was the best team, and he felt that Ozil was in that best team. He played his best team, um, and was like, "This is the best team. We're going to play our football, and that's it." sort of thing whereas it just seems like Unai just does not, not not know what the best team is I mean why is Pepe not in the team um, at the moment uh, you know we've got no real lack of creativity why is Ozil not in the team mm. sort of thing you know so it's just it just seems like he's just a bit confused like Bamiyang is our top goal scorer when Lacazette comes back he puts him out wide like you know, yeah. it's a bit like are you, are you sure you've got Tierney and Bellerin fit. They're playing Europa League games, and then we're just losing week in week out in the <laughs> Premier League with Kalasinac and Callum Chambers just getting turned inside out. Yeah, um, well, it's all confusing. He, Unai Emery is the Europa League king. King, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I just, yeah. It's not a good situation there. Um, I don't know what the answer is. There is no answer. What about um, obviously Patrick Vieira is managing in, in France at the moment mm. at Nice. 
do you think there's a role? I'm not necessarily saying as manager, but do you think there's a role for Vieira in the club? Does he have the the passion? Was he maybe? Did he oh. retire an Arsenal player? Or did he no, on? no, he left and went to Madrid, didn't he? Yeah. And then Inter, Inter Milan. Yeah, he did. Play sorry, Inter Juventus. Milan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Inter, sorry. And he's become a affiliated with Man, United, uh, Man City. Ooh. Yeah, because he managed for New York, New York City, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. He wasn't great out there. No. No, there wasn't... They, they didn't really like him. And even though they had David Villa, Frank Lampard was there for a bit, he couldn't get everybody to work. Ooh. And there was, they wanted him out. Yeah. So, yeah, Villa out. And yeah, he ended up going to Nice. Is it Nice? Yeah, is that yeah he's at Nice at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, some sort of direct like, director of football type role. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, you look at Chelsea with Lampard and you look at um, a lot of other clubs, they do seem to kind of reward their players a lot more. Yeah. Like um, a friend of mine's a referee and he uh, was at a Chelsea youth game and he said he saw like cold air, you've got a role at Chelsea in some capacity. Yeah. Um, it, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but he named a good three or four players who were like Chelsea legends they were all there Makaleli, SEN he said they were all just there like on the bench they were all doing something uh, to do with Chelsea Czech has gone back to Chelsea Yeah. Um, we've got Henri and you know Lundberg's in there now um, but under Wenger like none of them were really anywhere near it so you know it could work what have we got to lose it's working with Chelsea why not, yeah. why not give it a go um, what have we got to lose really? what's Bergkamp doing now as well is he working for Ajax? Ajax yeah yeah, yeah. 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 in Go get that um, the manager of, of Ajax. What's yeah, Van Der Beek or something. Van Hag. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Eric Ten Hag. Ten Hag, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. But there's rumours that he might go to Barca. Really? Yeah. So, I hear we're talking to Luis Enrique, but really, I don't think he's really proved himself, no. in my opinion. He's only managed, well, he did an awful job with the Spanish team, yeah. and he had Messi yeah, exactly. team at Barcelona. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, I don't know, has he managed elsewhere? Did he Roma, manage? Okay. Oh, he managed at Roma yeah. for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Um, which again, Ooh, no yeah. huge success there. Yeah. Um, in the sort of El Shawari era of, <laughs> of Roma. Yeah. Um, yeah. End of Totti as well, wasn't it? Yeah. The last yeah. few seasons. Um, Bad times continue for Arsenal. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so international break coming up. Uh, you're going to watch the England game predictions for the Montenegro game? Is that Wembley, I think? Yeah. 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. Rashford's playing quite well at the moment for United. Yeah. I can see him scoring maybe a couple. Yeah. He's, he's knocking on my fantasy football door at the moment. Yeah. Rashford, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna... I played the wild card this week, actually. Did you? Yeah, and I still put in Joe Gomez and he didn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've yeah. had a couple of bad weeks and people caught me up. I'm at, I'm at the top of pretty much every, every league that right. I'm in about five or six leagues and and um, I've been caught up I had a really really bad two weeks um, so I need to I need to uh, go back to the yeah. drawing board and try and maintain you can't do anything yet though you got to wait you got to see out the international yeah. break and then no I did I went in early oh, you yeah I went in early moves. I switched my goalkeeper got Schmeichling Edison I had Edison who's you know, and I thought, well, I looked mm. at those runner fixtures that Leicester got, and I thought they can keep a few clean sheets here. Yeah, so get Schmeichel in. Would you take uh, on the form he's on at the moment? Um, would you try and coax Jamie Vardy out of retirement for for the Euros to play for England? Because he's obviously retired from Ooh. England duty. 
and I think he, at the time that he retired, he was in a, this a bit of a career slump, and he was being phased out Ooh. by I can't remember who the Leicester manager was before Rodgers. He was sort of phasing him out um, at Leicester, and it was sort of thought that Vardy was over the hill. Yeah. Now he's electric, James Vardy. I think he's got a forty-five percent conversion rate in the league this year. He's top goal scorer, right? Yeah, top goal scorer. He's had like twenty. Probably must have had twenty-four shots, and he scored eleven goals. Um, that's incredible I think he's just on ridiculous form but that's not a bad shout though yeah, yeah. no I, I wouldn't mind yeah I wouldn't mind depending on who who's dropping out I think Rashford should still be in there yeah um, and obviously you've got Kane what formation are England playing Cause it oh, will, I'm not too sure probably a 5-3-1 um, so yeah I'm not, I'm not too sure we'll, we'll find out um, what the, the formation is going to be um, this week, um, but yeah, sorry, just doing some some show logistics. Um, so, John, what's the rest of your plans uh, while you're in the UK? Then I'm actually working. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so I can work from home or anywhere I have an internet okay. connection. So, um, typically, I'll be doing three to eleven. Right. Yeah, but I'm gonna finagle some some work hours. Besides from that, uh, see some family, see some friends. Uh, my wife loves Camden. She wants to go to Camden and do a bit of shopping. So okay, yeah, it's nice. nice Has she spent much time in in London before? Yeah, she she lived out in London for a year when I met her. Oh, okay, um, of course she, you said yeah. Yeah, she was studying abroad, and then um, we were here last year. Yeah. So yeah, she spent time here. Have you done much traveling around the states while you've been out there? Yeah, we've gone to uh, New York a few times. Okay. Um, Florida. Nice. Universal Which parts? Studios. Okay. Yeah. Orlando. Orlando. Um, that's about it. Did you drive down to to Florida? Um, no, we flew out. We drove. We drove down to Melville Beach actually, which is South Carolina. Yeah. And that was about a four-hour drive. Um, but it's really nice there. It's really hot. And not too far from the equator, so it's warm all year round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some. Uh, see how I describe it here but there's some dialects in that area of South Carolina I think some of those coastal communities mm. and they speak some of the the sort of the the le- least known dialects of the United States it's almost mm. like an English like a fake English thing have you have you come across that at all I haven't come across it but my my wife's a historian history buff okay so she loves all that and um I think if you go down towards like New Orleans Okay, so going over the other way, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they're, they're not too... Florabama, that area. Yeah, <laughs> not too dissimilar to how, like, apparently English people used to talk back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, potentially got this wrong, but it's uh, Gula, G-U-L-L-A-H. Um, and it's like a... It's called Sea Island Creole English. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you just look that... I mean, it's not that far... From you, I guess. Um, but yeah, if you give that a YouTube search, and yeah. it's really interesting. Like, because it's one of the, I think it's one of the re- most remote parts of kind of what you would deem as mainland mm. USA, uh, because it, these island communities, like right on the coast there, and a lot mm. of fishing communities. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the 
the accent and the, the to English like phrases that they use is, is brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about. It. I mean, if you like golf as well, uh, Carolina's the place to be, and Georgia, obviously. But um, yeah, that's that's one thing I would like to to get out to um, the Masters um, in uh, in Georgia. Yeah, would be a good one. I've been to. I've driven up through like uh, driven from Miami all the way up to Nashville. Okay. Uh, but obviously we went through like uh, Atlanta and or Jacksonville and then across uh, through Atlanta and up into Tennessee that way. But um, yeah, the south the south of the states is a great part of the world. Yeah, it really is cool yeah, place. Really and is. I, I agree with that. Southern hospitality. Is, yeah, it's hard to beat. It is hard it's to definitely beat. Definitely hard to beat. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty much. Uh, all for our show today. I, I'm on the clock. John one's got something to say. John one's got something to say. Just. Um, obviously, we, we we're gonna might do another show this week because yes. there's some big big uh, events happened over the weekend. But obviously, while we have a an American <laughs> in the uh, studio, uh, <laughs> studio, uh, uh, we'll, uh, I wanted to know what you thought uh, or what the viewers um, in America of the KSI Logan Paul uh, fight slash fiasco. Um, it's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the youngsters, they love it. Because they just see like two people they grew up on um, boxing, and the pundits aren't really up for it. They think it's a joke, yeah. Um, which is not too dissimilar to what people think here. Yeah. But um, yeah, as long right now it's all about money and whatever sells. So you know if you can get if you can get X amount of views on YouTube or wherever they're streaming it, mm. that's all that matters. But yeah, it wasn't really the great spectacle. Yeah. Do you think that would have been different if they actually boxed better? Do you think that... You know? Yeah, potentially. Mm. Um, it depends on who you're, you're getting this out to, who your audience is. If it's, uh, if it's youngsters, they just want to see a fight. They're not yeah, really looking at the technicalities yeah. of boxing. Whereas, you know, the purists, they're just thinking, who are these two guys coming into our territory and Ooh. trying to become professionals that, that, that's the main outrage they're actually technically pros now right yeah yeah, yeah they've got box reps and everything yeah, yeah. Um, they've got licenses and yeah. no one's really happy about that it's kind of like when uh, Big Shaq released yeah. a song and rappers were like how can he just make this song that's actually yeah. a joke into a career or Usain Bolt thinking that he can play for Man United and stuff yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> from one you know just because you're successful in one mm. um, part of walk of life you can't then just transfer that that yeah. success into another it can, it can be done Sonny Bill Williams yeah well he's just signed for uh, Toronto have you seen yeah um, but what, what was his what was he well, he did rugby. Like? He, didn't he do rugby league? Then he did um, oh, right. rugby. Yeah. Then he, yeah. Then he was a boxer for like right, three years okay. or something. Okay. Um, he had like I can't remember exactly how many professional fights he had, but it was a fair number, yeah. like around ten or so okay. uh, professional fights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there yeah. are people that are, that are multi-skilled and yeah can do. Or I think there's Liam McKenzie. He was yeah. a footballer, became a boxer. Yeah. Right. Liam McKenzie, and he yeah. won a belt. Um, Dwayne Chambers tried to do rugby. No, he tried to do... He tried to do American football. football. Yeah, and he couldn't yeah. catch. He couldn't catch. Yeah. yeah. He, he beat everybody for pace. And yeah. He couldn't catch. Track, track athletes are notoriously bad with balls. Yeah. Yeah. What was that guy called? Um, G- Chinibli? Chibli? The English... 
English runner. Oh, Adam Jamili. Jamili, yeah, he's supposed to keep you And Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, he ways. turned down like a proper professional contract to, to yeah. be an athlete. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's how it is. Yeah, interesting stuff. So yeah, we will, like uh, John mentioned, we will have uh, another show probably later on this week uh, with Levi and uh, Greg Diego will hopefully join us in the studio to have a bit of a, you know, more of a full rundown really on that, how that KSI Logan Paul fight played out. Um, So yeah, we have that to look forward to. But other than that, that does conclude our show for today show number 22 of the back to Build podcast uh, make sure you follow us or subscribe on uh, itunes and spotify or you can visit our anchor page uh, and via there you can you can find whatever platform uh, suits you best uh, to listen to the show and if you would like to come on the show uh, please do just uh, send a letter uh, to <laughs> John Miller uh, at Bracknell or wherever he lives. Stamped address. Um, yeah, with your, with your request and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, John, John number two. John number one has something to say. No, no, I was going to say, John two, thanks, thanks for coming yeah. in. Yes, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, thank you very thanks much. much. Yeah, John's actually one of our regular number one listeners. Yeah, subscriber. Yeah, l- listeners. Nice. Yeah, we had that period where we had a little break. We were quite both busy, we couldn't yeah, work, yeah, out, yeah. work it out, and John was like, Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What's going on? Part of my weekly routine. Stuck without, uh, yeah, without a podcast. Um, it is funny actually how you do get into a very like, a rhythm when you know I know a certain podcast coming out on a certain day, I wouldn't yeah. expect it. So, um, yeah, we're sorry that we, we left you we're disappointed to listen yeah. to. But yeah, so thank you very much for listening today, and we'll see you in episode number 23. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.